0: Thank you, Jock and Alex, for sharing. Um, Our God can change everything. (laughs) He can change everything. Whatever your status quo is right now, there might be things that you think, These things are so bad. They're so fixed. I've been trying for so long. It's probably the way it will be with God. (laughs) We often come to a place where years later we look back and we think, how on earth did he do that? How on earth did I get out of that hole? (laughs) Hmm. I was reminded this morning when the word was shared just about my own life as a high school kid, going through rough times. Um, as you might know, I wasn't able to speak. I was a speech impediment that you can still pick up now if you listen very carefully. But before I was healed of that, and it was a miraculous healing, I couldn't speak. I couldn't do orals. I couldn't read aloud. I couldn't pray aloud. Um, it felt like a jail, and more than that, I had this fear that I I couldn't sleep at night. I thought someone's going to come for us on every night. Like it was just this worst, this crazy, irrational fear. I couldn't sleep, and more than that, I had a had a, had a skin disease for about fifteen years that t- tried everything and it wouldn't go away, and. My thoughts always were like, Okay, so how am I gonna do how am I gonna live a life and earn an income if I can't speak? How am I gonna have a wife who can one day love me but she can't even touch me with this with a skin disease? And how can I live any kind of a life if I can't even sleep at night? And it just wouldn't go away. And I remember that feeling of 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 fixedness, like there's nothing that can change this. It would feel to me. How can this ever be different? I can't tell you the whole testimony right now, each one of those things, there was a miracle involved, but right now I look back and I think, I speak for a living, because I've got words that I need to catch up on, I sleep like a baby, it's one of the most amazing things in my life, I love sleeping so much, and God supernaturally healed me of that skin disease before I got married, and... God can change your narrative. God can change whatever is so fixed and bad in your life right now. Look to Him, He can do it. Like Alex said as well. Do you believe that? Hallelujah. Um, Me and Ronelle were celebrating our 10 year anniversary last weekend. And um, yeah, 10 years. I look so young, I know. <laughs> and this message comes from there. Well, one morning I was spending time with God and it turned out to be a, a little study that um, escalated into a sermon and that, has come, that is coming to you today. So it's about hearing God loudly and clearly. But hearing the voice of God, I think my greatest gift, apart from my salvation, at least in my understanding of it, has been the voice of God that has taken my faith from a religion to a relationship. The fact that I could hear the voice of God, that a friend of mine gave me a CD way back when with a simple um, teaching on it that said that most Christians ignore the Holy Spirit in their lives. And if you only become still and listen, you'd hear him. And I did that and I became quiet and said, God, so if you're not just some religious object, but real, then here I am, speak to me. And he started speaking to me. And my life changed forever. From being a religious following to being a real following, the voice of God, the still small voice that speaks is my, the greatest gift and I want to share on that and a couple of principles around that. I remember that soon after that happened, um, I, I really sensed that I'm hearing God and I'd have conversations with him and I'd share and I'd ask and he'd answer and on some things he wouldn't answer and then he would tell me that I need to trust him, that there's a reason why he can't answer me right now. You know, sometimes we, we want to take things a bit further than what they should. Um, this is not related, but I'm somehow thinking of this other funny story that I told. I told God one day in my zeal, I, I, just whatever you say to me, I'll do it. Anything. Just tell me what you want. I'll do anything that you want. And he said, no, you wouldn't. I said, yes, I would. Of course I would. You just say it. I'll do it. If I know it's you, I'll do it. He said, no, you wouldn't. I said, Come on. And I, a while later, we were watching a rugby match at a restaurant, and I felt the Holy Spirit smiling at me, and like prompting me and saying, jump on one of these, one of these tables and shout my name out loud three times. I said, no, God, I won't do that. <laughs> and so we learn humility in various ways. But in that, in that time, while, while I was finding the voice of God, I remember one day speaking to him, hearing him. And I said, Lord, either I'm going crazy or I'm hearing your voice. <laughs> you know what the world tells us when we say we hear God's voice. all right? We've got a few psychiatrists in the house. Um, and uh, they see a couple of patients, all of them that's also maybe really are not hearing God's voice but they also think that so I mean if you tell someone I hear a voice then alarm bells go off so I told God God I'm studying psychology am I going crazy or is this you (laughs) and I remember that day it was one of the most amazing moments in my life I was standing in front of an open window blue blue skies a day like today and I was looking outside the window, I said, God, would you please confirm with a sign that you're speaking to me, and that I'm not going crazy, because this is just amazing, the things you're revealing to me, the things you're saying. I mean, even if it is me, that I'm pretty awesome, because the things I'm, th- I'm thinking is just great. Um, and it's helping me a lot, and changing the course of my life. So... Um, I said, Lord, if this is you, give me a sign. If I, if I look, if I open my eyes towards the window, please let a bird fly past the window at that moment, at the height that I'd be looking at. So when I would open my eyes, I'd see it, and I'd know, oh, it's God. And I said, God, would you confirm? And I opened my eyes, and God, who does abundantly more than what we can think or ask, did not send a bird, but there was a star in the bright daylight, a star that was shining, that was moving across the window slowly, exactly where I wanted a bird to be. And I was overwhelmed with the presence of God, and I knew that He is indeed speaking. Um, I remember... When me and Renelle were engaged, we had breakfast the one morning in Bloemfontein while we were trying to plan our life ahead. And while we were having breakfast, it's a wonderful time in your life that. And while we were having breakfast, as we were eating, I felt the Holy Spirit prompt me and say, I want to speak to you now. And I said, Let's put down on knife and fork and just ask God what it is that he wants to speak to us right now. And we closed our eyes right there, and I sensed very clearly that, first of all, God communicated his love for us. just said, I love you so much. You're so amazing. I'm so crazy about you. I'm going to provide for you. I'm going to bless you. That's the thing I hear most from him. And if you're struggling to hear him, maybe it's just because you don't realize how much he loves you, and that he's actually just showering his love on you, rather than giving you lots of... Commands to obey, but he was just sh- sharing his love, and then right towards the end, he told me, and I'm sending you to the Cape after you get married. Because we still didn't know if it's going to be India or Afghanistan or Johannesburg. Um, and I'm going to be sending you to the Cape. And so I opened my eyes and I asked now What did you hear? And she said, That God loves us so much, and that He's so. He's going to provide for us and bless us. And, he's, and that was exactly what I heard. And I smiled and I said, and that we're going to Cape Town next year. And she started weeping because God told her exactly the same thing that he told me at that moment. And when you hear the whisper, you run. Wait, wait for the thunder, but run on the whisper. And we said, okay, God, let's go. And we applied for jobs here. Um, Because, I mean, all of our friends, they were struggling to find work. I was an intern industrial psychologist now having to find my first real job. And everyone was struggling to find work in Johannesburg. No one even tried Cape Town because there's just no way. There's no work. There's no way for us. And to confirm God's word, Runel got three job offers and I got two in a very short space of time, in in Cape Town, or in in the Cape, as God said. He very clearly then spoke to me as well and said, you're going to work at that company. Friends of mine prayed. We all prayed. We sensed it's that company and not that one. It was a Christian company and not a Christian company, and everybody sensed it's the other one. So... I went for it. I felt God say, I'm going to bless you there. But then after six years, I'm going to remove you and you're going to lose everything that you have gained. And in that six years, I became a sh- shareholder and things went really well for early retirement. Um, and on five and a half years, Pastor Ross called me and he said, listen, I just had a conversation with a couple of guys. And we feel that you and Renell should lead the church in uh, Cape Town from next year, and so I, um, I'm i a bit like Gideon when it comes to big decisions. Um, you start running on the whisper as you wait for the for the thunder, so I was saying, okay, God, if this is you, you said six years, there is a call right now that would be on six years, and uh, the very next day, I was flying out to India, and for the first time, I'd be leading a missions team, where I was the leader, and they were pastors on my team. So it was a weird kind of a space to be the leader of a team with other uh, pastors on it. But on that mission and with that experience, they, me and them, the other pastors, became such good friends and we are until this day. They shared so many things about the church and the inner workings of it that I never knew before. And I just felt the Lord smiling at me the whole time as He's preparing me for this. Yet, I I didn't know if I should come or not, but I knew God is doing something. Waiting on loud and clear instruction from God so that I can move and do what he called me to do after the six years. So I had to give up the shareholding and all that stuff and end that. Um, I knew that that was coming up. And then... One morning, I felt God speak to me in my quiet time, and he spoke four words to me, four things he clearly told me. I sensed his voice, and I wrote them down, and I said, okay, God, and I was shaking, because the things he told me, he said, you should come to Cape Town, I said, God, I'll be like Gideon and ask, could you confirm this again right now in your word, these words, make it impossible for God (laughs) and ask him if you'd confirm them, if it is him. And he said, yes, continue reading where you are. And I went to Romans 12 and I read Romans 12 to 16 because that was where I was at. And in Romans 12 to 16, all four of those words, some of them word for word is written. And was confirmed. And right towards the end, when I finished it, I just felt the Holy Spirit say, so go therefore. And I phoned Pastor Ross and I said, God spoke to me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come to Cape Town. And, and so the story of our life, the story of my life, has been hearing the voice of God, my greatest gift, and following it. And following nothing else else than that. And I want to impart some of that to you, whether it only be the desire for it, because if you desire it, you will, you will have it. But let nothing else lead us than that. He promises us this. He says in John ten twenty seven twenty eight, 28, and if you've listened to some of my sermons, you would see that this is often in there. But my sheep hear my voice. And I know them, and they follow me, and I give to them eternal life. And they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Those he called, those who are born again, those who are following him, will hear his voice. It's a promise. It is linked to the ones he, he gives eternal life to that will never perish. It's part of that promise. Those to whom he gives eternal life, those ones are his sheep. And they do hear. And that word hear doesn't only mean to hear like you would hear thunderbolt in the distance. It means to understand, to, to, to listen, to understand. Like when you listen to someone speaking and you don't understand what they're saying. And after some time you say, ah, I hear you. That kind of a hear. Does that make sense? That kind of a hear. My sheep hear. Listen to understand have comprehension of my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. It's not just for some, but it's for all those who he has given eternal life to and who are following him. Can you receive that in your heart? A principle I want to make clear in this is that, there's a school of thought that says, don't listen to anything that you call the moving of the Holy Spirit, but only to what is in the Bible. Um, and then there's another school that is very much not that focused on what the Word of God says, but only wants to have what they experience. And um, I think those two worlds should and must, according to Scripture, be united perfectly because the scriptures we follow speaks about the voice of God, speaks about the prophetic, speaks about the moving of the Holy Spirit in and through us as Jesus leads us personally and helps us to lead those around us. So when it comes to the word of God, that is our foundation. That is the thing that we use to make sure that we know that what we're hearing is God. Because God will never contradict His Word. The written Word will never be contradicted by whatever you experience or whatever someone prophesies. So we know that all Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness. That's our anchor. We trust the Word. Then there are. Those things that we hear or that someone hears and speaks. So 1 Thessalonians 5, 20 to 21 says, Do not despise prophecies, but test everything. Hold fast to what is good. Oftentimes that scripture would be cut in half and people would say, test everything and hold fast to what is good. Meaning just, you know, test everything in life and see what's good and then keep the good. That's not exactly what it's speaking about, right? speaking about a prophecy right there. So don't test everything. Um, do not despise prophecy. So why would we despise prophecies? Well, very simply because they are abused very often. And because they, you can be very wrong and led astray if you don't understand that. So what should we do? But we should test everything. So there's a sub, subject in that space that the word of God does not have. The word of God is much more clear. And that's our anchor. But when it comes to the things that we hear and the things that others say that they hear. Okay, that's what I'm speaking about when I say a prophecy. I mean that which God speaks and that we are to hear or speak. So I'm including you hearing him and I'm including others speaking because it's, 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 it's kind of the same principle that Is underlying this. He says, do not despise that like some does and say, No, if it's not the Bible, then I'm saying no. Do not despise the prophecies because some abuse them. But test everything. We'll speak about testing more as we go, and I think many of you know that, but we test things by saying, Is it in line with the word of God? Firstly, and secondly, can can we trust God to provide confirmation for us in that? So that it is aligned to the word of God and we get the word confirmed by the evidence of two or three witnesses, everything will be established and then we know and we go. So that's that's a nice principle for us to hold on to. So there's a um, there's tension when it comes to hearing God's voice and prophecy. There's a, On the one hand, we should be ultimately humble and understanding that even, even if God would one day come to me and say, you did not hear clearly about coming to Cape Town. I'd argue him on it. But if that's what he says, then I'll say... Oh. <laughs> I gave it my best shot. And, 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 and it seemed rather clear. And you know what? The father would just love us and loves us for pursuing him with all of our hearts, even though we might mess it up completely. Now, very often, you know, God is a bit too big for us to miss. We're very scared of missing the biggest, um, yeah, the biggest, what would you, Call God like the majestically magnificent, amazingly big God. I'm scared of missing Him, I don't know how. But but even if I keep that door open in my heart, and I'm comfortable with that, I'm comfortable with missing God, if you want to call it that. I'm not scared of that. But what I am scared of is not following Him like a little child, and running hard after Him. So I'll run on a whisper while I wait for his thunder. But he always confirms with his, with his thunder. And sooner or later you will see where you went wrong. But going wrong is part of the joy, I can tell you that, um, when we're in the grace and the love of God. Now, this wasn't part of what I wanted to say, so I'm not exactly sure where I am right now. God speaks. Amen? He wants to speak to you and let that be the Guide of your life. How do we hear from Him? A few of those um, I want to highlight today. Some of them we've already uh, touched, but 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 the Word and the Spirit's highlighter. You know, if you are filled with the Holy Spirit, then often when you read the Word, um. Some sections would make you weep, and some would convict you, and some would, be, would somehow just jump off, off the pages, right? If anyone ever experienced the Word of God speaking to you in such a way, you're like, wow. Yeah, of course. Um, so trust the Holy Spirit for His highlighter while you're reading. Because He wants to tell you something. Through his word, and make sure that you're studying the word of God. As the disciples of Jesus, we're called to be taught everything that Jesus uh, taught and lived. So, all of us are called to the word fully, and then by the Spirit's highlighter, that's the way God speaks. The Spirit's highlighter in the word. And the word, I might say again, the word is the base. So you must know the Word. You must study the Word. It must be your aim to know the Word of God. And it's only that big. And if you buy a small print, it's only that big. You can know the book. You can know the story. You can know the principles. You can know the emotions connected. When someone speaks about Daniel or about Joseph or a, about Peter, you should, you should start to get a sense of that, because you've lived yourself into that moment, and 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 you've got kind of a character, uh, a perception of a specific character in your mind, because you've worked through that, and over the years, and after you've been following God for five to ten years, those things should become clear to you, and should be your base for interpreting what God says to you. I remember on our mission trip to Portugal. Now, I was just in my personal devotion working through the book of Matthew. Um, Not the book that Matthew wrote, but other Matthew wrote a book. It's in the Bible. Um, And I was working through it and I was just amazed at the providence of God in the fact that every day when I opened and I read the chapter that I was going to read that day, it would seem to me like this is the most applicable and perfect and spot on word for our team today. And the one, the one day where I did not have my quiet time and that we did a worship, we, we did a worship and intercession thing. And God spoke so clearly about the triumphal entry into Jerusalem and just knocked us off our feet by how he shared that to us and related that to Portugal and our mission there. And when I went back the next morning and read what I missed the previous morning, it was the triumphal entry in Matthew 21. Anyone. God works through His Word in the most amazing of ways. Other way that He speaks to us, and this is my precious gift from God. It's all of our our gift from Him that we should steward and we should we should guard for. And why silence is needed, as Matthew said, is the treasure of the runaway Elijah. Do you know the story? looking for God in the fire and in the earthquake and everything. And And then a still, small voice. And Elijah was filled with the fear of God when the still, small voice came to him. And it's one of the best ways to describe the way that the Spirit speaks to us. It's one of the ways you can also understand God's character so well. That an almighty, glorious God who can dissolve the universe like this and we establish the universe with speaking words we choose not to use thunder and lightning to speak to those under his dominion but we choose the most softest and humblest of ways to speak to the heart that truly seeks him because only the one that truly seeks him will hear his voice that is our god that's upside down from the way that we were The more important you are on earth, the louder we turn your microphone. But God says that it's the glory of God to conceal things and the glory of of kings, royal priesthood, to search them out. And he only shows them to those who seek them. The still, small voice. Like God spoke to me during breakfast that morning in Bloemfontein and so many other times. God also speaks to us through Joel's old and young men. Joel said that in the last days, the Spirit of God will be poured out into all flesh, prophesying about about Pentecost that happened in the book of Acts, where the Spirit of God now, (laughs) through the work of Jesus, is given to all. And then your sons and daughters will prophesy and your old men will see visions or dream dreams and your young men will see visions. Sorry, I might have that one the wrong way around. But dreams and visions. Did not Gepia have a vision and Nancy had a dream? And so God confirmed his words spoken to them and it came to fruition this morning. That's, that's quite cool. God speaks to us through dreams and visions. We'll make sure to write them down and share them and pray through them. Sometimes we receive things like this and we think, oh, this is probably such a big thing. That I don't have the energy now to work through this. I don't know when, but someday I will. And often we make, I don't want to say we make too much of it, but we, we feel that it's too much of a burden so that we don't really act on it and we kind of wait for some better day with a lot more hours in it. But often it's just responding in prayer right there. It's just sending that word to someone right there. It's just writing it down quickly and saying, God, thank you for this. Do with it what you will. Just, just start by that. And so he will share more as we hear in part and prophesy in part. Which brings me to the next one. 1 Corinthians 14 verse 1, Paul says that um, we should desire spiritual gifts, especially that we would prophesy. Because when we prophesy, we hear the voice of God for someone else, and we speak what we hear. That's what we do. What we do not do is say, thus says the Lord, because that's prideful, and very often then very wrong. But we say, I believe God spoke to me, and this is what I believe God said. Please test that, and let God confirm it to you, if it is indeed from him. But Paul said, desire this. He also said, do not despise this thing that we would prophesy, for in that way we hear the word of God through his body. Desire it, test it. We hear him through prophecy. We hear him through the appointed oxen. Do you know who the oxen are? That's why I'm trying to pick up weight. Um, Scripture speaks about you shouldn't muzzle the ox while it treads out of the grain, speaking to the fact that you shouldn't make it overbearingly hard for those who labor in teaching and preaching to do their work, um, because they should... You know, almost like the apostles in Acts chapter chapter two, where they had to appoint deacons to help with a lot of the serving work. As they were, uh, they had to be given to prayer and to the preaching of the word. And also, when it comes to financial things, Paul speaks about this, and he says, "Don't make it impossible for those that need to teach and preach to do their work." So, when I use the word oxen, I mean those who teach and preach the word. Um, responding to the sermons from your local leaders is God's way of speaking to us as well. Responding to every sermon that you hear everywhere is probably not. Might be here and there. But God has got a special design where elders that fit the biblical um, qualifications that we find in the book of Th- Timothy, Titus, and Peter, one Peter, they must fit that, and they must not be self-appointed, but appointed by God. God speaks to his people through them, and the Apostle Paul urges Timothy right after he says that all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching and doctrine and reproof. Immediately after that, he tells Timothy, preach the word. It's part of the mandate of local leaders and part of the way that God speaks to us. Um, many times have I responded to sermons from local leaders that has changed my life. And I'm sure some of you as well. And then there is nature's supernatural. Um, we hear from God through nature. We hear from God And this often sounds cliche, like I only hear from God through nature. But I heard from God through a star in the middle of the day going across my window. That was nature's supernatural. And and Gideon heard from God because he kept the threshing floor dry and made the fleas wet, and then he made the threshing floor wet and kept the fleas dry. God speaks like that through nature, he does signs. confirm his word the one time um we were speaking to the leaders of of kin in culture that organization that we prayed with this morning for orphaned and vulnerable children they do amazing work and me and my wife have a burden for that as well and we got linked up with them way back in 2012 and we really sense god is in this and connecting connecting us with them and then they invited us to be a part of their management team that manages this NGO that they just founded. It was brand new and they were still, you know, there wasn't anyth- anything there. And because well, we shared the same vision, they said, but come join us. And so we said, God, can, can we really feel we want to? And this was a divine connection that you made, but would you please confirm this for us? And there, right there, I felt God speak to me, um, or after we left, me and Renal, we went to pray we told them we will pray and it was in april it was a beautiful sunny day like this as well and i felt god spoke to me and said ask me that i would give you 40 mil of rain in your rain meter by tomorrow morning as a sign that you must join them so i said okay i'm probably not going to join them there. what's the odds it's a like blue day but I told you now, I said, Lord, would you please give us 40 millimeters of rain and our rain meter tomorrow morning if this is you. That night it rained a lot. 40 mil is a lot. I don't know if you know. Our one pastor said it's my fault that his garden washed away that night. <laughs> so, it rained and the next morning I woke up in the fear of God. I didn't want to go outside. I always had a rain meter. At our house right now, there's no way, there's no place for me to put it, so I can't have one, but I've always had one. I love the weather. And so I walked I didn't want to walk out, I said to my wife, Renelle, you go and see what's going on there. And she came up with a smile and said, You should go look at it. And I walked up to the thing and it was it couldn't have been more exactly on on footy than it was. And I could phone that I could phone them and say, God spoke to us. We are going to join your team. Nature is in his hands. He uses nature in supernatural ways to speak to us. I still have half of my sermon left, but I'm not going to do it right now. We might continue with this at the celebration service, if God wills. Um, We're going to just engage God right now and just bring our hearts before him. And I just see, is there anyone this? morning anyone that has got if you think about it and what you just heard and the way that you were maybe encouraged or challenged or invited is there anything you can respond to this morning in your heart just put your hand up if you can think of something you can respond to this morning and say yes yes god i see this okay so as we're going to spend time in Worship, I want you to take that thing, because often God sows the seed in our hearts, and then we it disappears when we d- drink coffee. Okay? Just take that thing right now and do something with it in the presence of God as we're going to worship Him. Um, this morning, while preparing, our sense God gave me a song. So we'll be singing that towards the end as well and really responding to him and just to let you know it's got the words in I bow to you so as Langa taught us if we sing things we should we should do them or rather not sing them so I'm just warning you that it's in there Um, but there's a specific song that I want us to sing I'll lead that and um, we'll make some music in the Background right now, but I want you to deal with God while we're making some music, and then we'll transition into the song that I all that I want us all to sing. So take that thing, that's deposited in your heart. We'll continue the sermon later, and do something with it and wrestle God on it, and say, God, I desire for this to grow and increase in my life. God, I desire for your voice um, to transform. Everything, the, the same voice that spoke the earth into being speaks to our hearts. Can you believe that? Let's contend for that. Um, and then we're going to end with this song. Let's just open our hearts to God. Let's just, you don't have to focus on the words of that song. Now we'll sing that just in a bit, but we're just going to make some music in the background and I want you to respond to God. Take what God has given you this morning and just respond to him, do that, just pray into that, just between you and him and allow his voice to speak to you.
1: I come to you, and I bow to you. I put my trust in you to do what only you can do. Lord, I come to you, and I bow to you. I put my trust in you to do what only you can do. Lord, I come to you, And I bow to you, I'll put my trust in you to do what only you can do. Have my heart, have my mind, I give to you my soul, my strength and all my might. Have my heart, have my mind. I give to you my soul, my strength and all my might Have my heart Have my mind I give to you my soul, my strength and all my might Hear me Lord And take my vow Send me out to reach and love the world around hear me Lord and take my vow send me out to reach and love the world around hear me Lord and take my vow send me out to reach and love the world around
0: Let's all stand. If you're comfortable bowing, you can also bow as we sing this. Not only if you're comfortable, but he's a holy God that we should bow to. Let's sing this to him. Let's sing the song I believe God gave us this morning. Let's sing the song. Let's bring our hearts before him.
1: Lord, I come to you, and I bow to you, I put my trust in you to do what only you can do. Oh, I come to you, and I bow to you, and I put my trust in you to do what only you can do. Lord, I come to you. And I bow to you, I put my trust in you to do what only you can do. Have my heart, have my mind, I give to you my soul, my strength and all my mind. Have my heart, have my mind. I give to you my soul, my strength, and all my might. Have my heart, have my mind. I give to you my soul, my strength, and all my might. Hear me, Lord, and take my vow. Send me out to reach and love the world around Hear me, Lord, take my vow Send me out to reach and love the world around Hear me, Lord, take my vow send me out to reach and love the world around. Oh, I come to you. I bow to you. I'll put my trust in you to do what only you can do. Have my heart. Have my mind. I give to you my soul, my strength, and all my might. Hear me, Lord, and take my vow. Send me out to reach and love the world around.
0: Thank you, God, for your love in our hearts this day. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your word. Thank you for confirming your word. Thank you for speaking to our hearts. Thank you for changing us from glory to glory into your image. I pray that the peace of God that transcends understanding will guard all of our hearts and minds. As we go out of this place, as salt and light to the glory of God, may you experience the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, His voice in your ear, telling you which way to go. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. church. It was a blessing to have you with us. You're welcome to come to the front if you're in need of any prayer. For the rest of you, please have coffee and fellowship after the service with us. Amen.